Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, at managing editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. It is October 15th. It is time for our post-WWE Raw review. If you all uh, haven't checked us out this weekend, we did an Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory post show last night, talking the very controversial ending of that show, as well as what I thought was one of the best women's matches of the year in Tessa Blanchard against Taya Valkyrie. Definitely check that out. Also, Uh, Make sure you check out Fightful.com. We have MMA, pro wrestling, boxing news for you. If you want, we have sub-sites for each one of those. That way you can kind of divide up the news. But if you want to support Fightful.com in another way, FightfulSelect.com is the way to go. It is our premium service where you get tons of podcasts, retro reviews, Q&A shows. Got one going up this week. A lot of neat stuff. I want you guys to go over there and check that out. That is the best way to directly support Fightful.com. Of course, you can always leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, hit that little bell notification, and retweet our stories as well. I am joined tonight by one Alex Pawlowski. And tomorrow night, Alex, we're going to be joined by a guy who does the 205 Live May Young Classic NXT reviews on FightfulSelect.com. Mr. Warren Hayes. It's a SmackDown 1000 spectacular. And quite frankly, I didn't feel like asking Anna to wake up at six in the morning to cover SmackDown. Really? Considering all the amazing things that are going to happen there in those two hours? Well, you know. You know, uh, yeah, you know, it should be a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the return of Rey Mysterio, mostly, um, because that'll be cool. Uh, and hey, you know, Ric Flair and he's going to woo and Batista! Yeah, I'm, I am excited for Batista. We will be live right after that show. Really, I think one of the only wrestling websites going live after SmackDown 1000. Uh, but we've got it for everything, guys. Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views. I did a special kind of podcast, if you all missed last week. Jimmy Van out of town handling some, some personal business. But I did a Fightful MMA podcast where I interviewed Dan of Leather by Dan, who does a lot of belt stuff. I interviewed David Bixenspan about Ted Turner, had Demon Diva on the show talking about the New York navigation, WrestleMania season. But 
Dan and I talked about the history of the Rocks Brahma Bull Championship belt. Did you get a chance to see that, Alex? Uh, no, I did not. So Dan revealed to me that the guy who made the belt, the the infamous Brahma Bull title that never got yes. used, it got lost in the mail. And I asked The Rock about it today. And surprisingly, like three minutes later, he tweeted back. We have a story on that over on Fightful.com. Check it out. But that podcast was a lot of fun. But we are getting closer to Listen Your Boy 100. And we are also getting closer to NWA's 70th anniversary. I'll have a live post show on Sunday. Check it out. Let's talk about what happened last night, Alex. Austin Aries loses the Impact Wrestling uh, Championship to Johnny Johnny Mundo and or John John Johnny, Morrison Johnny yeah Johnny. And see, the thing is, Impact set me up with an interview with him, and I was like, man, I'm using Morrison in these headlines for SEO, just so you guys know. But <laughs> so I. When we made our predictions originally, I thought maybe Aries. Then I thought about it, and I was like, wait a second. Johnny's on Survivor. Of course he's winning. Yeah. Why Why wouldn't he win? Austin Aries got up immediately after taking Johnny Impact's finish and having a 21-minute match, flips off, Don, flips off the crowd, and asks Don Callis up at commentary if he's happy. Now, there's speculation. Is it a work? Is it a shoot? I've heard reports out of both ends, maybe that there's a little bit of a mixture there. I can't really go into detail about that right now. And here's the way that I look at it, Alex. Either Austin Aries is a completely unprofessional asshole, which is par for the course, or this is a terrible work. Yep. There are no two ways around it. There's no way this is good. The only way it's good is if I don't have to pretend to care about Austin Aries matches on Impact anymore. Yeah. Um, when I saw the footage of this, because I didn't, I didn't watch it live, but I saw it this morning. I was like, oh, man, that's bad. That's one of the worst I've ever seen. That goes back to – if that's a work, that's a late 99, early 2000 WCW-style work. That's the comparison I drew up. Now, here's the thing. It started – and they've been doing this work shoot stuff for weeks, so that's why I'm not sold on it. Because there were there were <laughs> several situations. There was – Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact making the the short joke, and then Austin Aries using some terminology he probably shouldn't have used in a tweet, and then yeah. them turning that into a work shoot. And even to the point they worked TMZ and got on TMZ, Man. and TMZ is saying, wonder if this will stay to the script. And then, by the way, Johnny Johnny Impact went out of his way to bring up that Austin Aries was sensitive in my interview with him that I did. But when Impact showed, of course they're going to show that they were on TMZ. They left in the part where they say, will this stick to the script? Which I think is an incredibly stupid thing to do in a pro wrestling show. I get it. You want, you're you're always trying to work the march. You're trying to be smarter than the people that are watching you. I understand that. But. When you do things, and I had this problem when Bill Simmons did commentary on WWE a few years ago, and he said, <laughs> JBL, you put Cena over one time, didn't you? I'm like, man, that doesn't exist. That yeah. doesn't exist in this world. Like, th- there are some times where the camera isn't there, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like, but when you do that, you walk a fine line. And if, if this is a work, they're working the boys. And that's always in bad taste. It's no, also 
completely familiar with this particular company, albeit different regimes. It is yeah. either it is either a terrible bit of unprofessionalism or it is a shitty work shoot. One or the other. Yeah, um, I was reminded of uh, how uh, Aries left WWE. Do you remember what happened right after his last match with, yeah. with Neville? The, the camera zoomed in on him outside the ring after he lost for the third pay-per-view in a row to Neville. And he had this weird, like, faraway smile. And I was like, that's an interesting beginning of a new direction for his character. Because I didn't realize he was leaving. Um, and I thought, oh, he's like, man, this is all pointless. I can't beat this guy. Why am I even trying? That's a cool idea for an ca- angle. Maybe it wasn't an angle. He was just like, I can't yeah. believe you, you MFers are making me lose this guy over and over again. You know? So so last year after the release, I had two separate people within the company reach out to me and say, Aries asked for his release. He wanted out. He would go on, the in- on interviews and say, uh, I didn't ask for my release. That's incorrect. So those two people, before I even saw the story or even saw his words, messaged me and said, if what he was doing backstage wasn't asking for his release, I don't know what was, in Mm. definitely differing terms. Another person uh, said, saying I want out is asking for your release backstage. And the way that he conducted himself is acting that way. Here's the thing. If... (laughs) If this is how Austin Aries is, maybe Impact needs to stop working with problematic wrestlers, which seems to happen a lot. They effectively Monty Browned Moose. And I'm not uh, I'm drawing that comparison because you got two really athletic former NFL players who took to wrestling like ducks out of water, looked like they could be the franchise of the show, and about 12, 13 years apart, what did they do? They had them lose title matches and made them cronies to the people they lost title matches to. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I get you want to want to put the title on a guy like Impact, and they got there. But if what I heard, oh, I, I would love to be able to talk about what I've heard. Hopefully, in due time, uh, I don't want to get anybody in more trouble. But I had some people say, "Well, you're talking about it. Isn't that a good thing?" No, not, not the, always. Not in this context, it's not. Not always. O.J. Simpson was on a lot of magazine covers about 20 years ago. That's not a good thing. Yeah, there is a there is a school of thought. Any publicity is good publicity, but not in this case. Nope, not in this case. Very bad. Hopefully uh, things get better because you had the debut of Willie Mack on that show last night, and he looked like if you put him in a championship match tomorrow, at, like NWA is doing, by the way, um, he would he would be a star. So let's talk about Monday Night Raw. I just thought that that was worth talking about. Uh, we do have a full Impact Bound for Glory post show. I cover Impact Wrestling weekly on the Fightful Weekender podcast over at FightfulSelect.com. A lot of sites just they they avoid 205 Live, NXT, Lucha Underground, uh, NXT UK, May Young Classic, Ring of Honor, BTE. Our Fightful Select service has review reviews of those on a couple of different shows a week. So uh, check that out. Let's talk about Raw, Alex. Yep. No DX. No Undertaker. No Kane. They had a, a pre-tape. They had a video. They were there in spirit. They were there in spirit. Uh, are Are you going to be at Crown Jewel in spirit? Uh, no. Well, it's it's we don't know where it is according to tonight. We have yeah. no idea. It's somewhere. I think it's in parts unknown. Um, so if you live in parts unknown, congratulations, you get a pay-per-view. 
Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I I will I will not be at Crown Jewel. That's something. I've got a video up on uh, Linda McMahon being pressured by the senators. That that is a messy situation they got going on right now. Also messy is the opening segment. This was a giant waste of my time. Yep. The Dogs of War come out. When their nickname is the Dogs of War. And they go on to say they don't need a cute nickname <laughs> for their stable. They take turns putting each other over, Alex. Yep. That was that was fun. The Shield come out without Dean Ambrose and say they're alive and well. They they said nothing for no, ten minutes. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We get a World Cup qualifier match now. Seth Rollins defeated Drew McIntyre via countout. They are going out of their way to not pin Drew McIntyre, Alex. Yes, as well they should. Yeah, they they damn well should. That's that's not a complaint for for sure. Rollins, Hurricane Rana's uh, McIntyre outside, eats a belly-to-belly on the floor. McIntyre slips under the ring when Ziggler causes a distraction, and Rollins gets yanked into the apron. We return from a commercial to see Rollins hit a super kick, and he gets a two on a, a victory roll when he reverses the reverse Alabama slam, which we are now going to call the Slamabama, Alex. I like it. People tried to, to get me to call it the, the exact words word backwards, which would be like, Malsa Bala. <laughs> the Slamabama works way better. We're going to start naming moves since WWE won't. Yes. Drew gets hung up, but still grabs Rollins uh, for, it's not really a belly to belly. It's more of a super choke toss. Like yeah. the border toss that, uh, or maybe, I think it was the Cracker Jack is what Hernandez called it. <laughs> Which is he, a far better name. He did call it that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh maybe we should come up with a new name for that as well yeah. <laughs> the super cracker jack well i mean he's he's scottish so maybe he can call it the caber toss you ever seen them do that in those scottish games where they take a giant log and just heave it end over end across a field that's, it's that's amazing a good one the caber toss the caber toss ambrose comes out and neutralizes ziggler drew mcintyre gets counted out this was this was there. This was not their first, second, or third best match they've ever had. Yeah, it's um, it's rare that you have the um, the. I mean, like almost always in this situation, when Seth hits the stomp on the outside on on Drew, he rolls Drew into the ring and goes for the pin, or hits a frog splash on him or something. It they were protecting him so much they had the move happen and had. Seth, like, scamper into the ring and get the count-out victory, which is not the normal babyface thing to do. Usually he's got to be honorable and try for the real, true victory. But no, in this case, they were like, no, I, I just he, we can't pin him, so you get in the ring and get the count-out, which is fine. I'd like to see more babyfaces use smarts like that. Like, why even have the, the chance that he gets up from that and, lose it and you lose the match? They get the count-out right then. So again, with this this World Cup, WWE is making something out of nothing, and well, I, I can appreciate that. That's every King of the Ring tournament ever, essentially. Yeah. I, I I do wish they like <laughs> they could have called this the Sultan of the Ring or something. It's not a World Cup. Everybody in this tournament is American. It's not a world anything. 
Funny you mentioned the Sultan. So I was listening to, to Pritchard's show, which I which I do every week, and the topic was Rikishi last week, and they brought up the topic of the Sultan. I forgot where he why he wore that mask. Obviously, to cover his face, he yeah. was Fa too, but right. it's because they said he had his tongue cut out, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really cool reason to not yeah. have a mask. Now I posted in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, which goes up every Friday morning at six a.m. You get it early on Fightful Select and our buddies at Pro Wrestling Unlimited cover it. But I mentioned WWE didn't bring anybody they really didn't need to Super Showdown. I think they brought a couple people. Vince wasn't there, for the love of God. But they brought a couple people as backups because you never know what will happen, especially when you go overseas. Right now, we are a couple weeks away, and WWE has Reigns, Lesnar, Strowman announced. Daniel Bryan and Styles announced. You have the tag match. And then the World Cup tournament, where there's eight guys. And that is, if you do singles matches there, yeah, you got what, seven matches there? Yep. I would think it's hilarious if WWE rocks with like 16 people on this show. <laughs> that would be so funny. Do you know how much money they're going to bring in? I've got wrestlers that are contacting me saying, hey, do you happen to know the figure? Because we've heard this figure, we've heard this amount. And whether I'm on the show or not, contracts coming up next year yeah and you gotta you gotta put that into your negotiation essentially hey i know i wasn't on this show but you all are making this much more yeah it's wild man yeah there's a there's a there's a lot of um of good stuff out there uh about uh our old brandon howard brandon thurston wrote a pretty great thing about the economics of this whole deal with, with the saudis um, and how it's there. So, hey, there's a lot more money in quarter two than there was the la- yeah. each of the last five years. Where'd that come from? Miscellaneous income. Yeah, it's oh, in that really? other. It's in oh, that. I wonder, really? wonder how that'll work on my taxes this year with all these changes. I'm going to put like <laughs> everything fightful related in other. Other. And I, you know what? I don't have any income as an independent contractor. I guess I don't have to pay anything. That's true. It's, it's other. It's, it's other. Look at that Canada money. Come yep. on now. Amber Moon and Nia Jax defeated Dana Brooke in a unceremoniously returning to Mina. Uh, again, guys, we have a Fightful Injury Report. Fightful Wrestling Weekender. Talk about that. But we have that. Check it out. Uh, I'm hoping to add a resources section to Fightful. But Tamina's targeted return, as we had it mentioned, was fall all along. And WWE basically cleaned off that injury report tonight. We had three people back from injury, and that's good. But what I never want to forget is when Tamina compared her face-off at the Royal Rumble with Nia Jax Mm -hmm. to Hogan and Andre. And you can tell that in her mind she was like, ooh, we're getting it again. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, right here. Because they did, they did the thing where they, they faced off in there. Yes, they did. And, and quite frankly, I wonder, and this is just me speculating, if Evolution wasn't coming up, I wonder if Tamina's back. N- nope. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing for her. I think I just think that's the only reason that she's back personally. I'm not yeah. reporting anything. I mean... I mean she listen. I mean, we're, uh, not, not that I think that the legacy she does have is really all that, you know, something you want to, you know, hey, look at the legacies she has in the company. Let's trumpet that this guy was a murderer, probably. Um, 
but um, that's part of it. Like you can't, they're doing this whole thing of like the legacy of women in, um, in WWE as part of evolution. So to have her say like, you know, her, you know, father was part of the, this old guard and that gave way to the new guard of women and stuff. That's a storyline they can tell and they're going to tell it. Um, so, okay, great. But if, Evolution was around, wasn't here. I I don't know what you do with her in this situation. She's got about ten years under her belt. Bad knee, bad shoulder. Yep, has never been great in the ring. Certainly was not tonight. Although that Samoan drop looked really, really good. Uh, they make a bunch of announcements in the middle of this match, which, just so you all know, Dana ate the squisher and an eclipse and got pinned. Mm-hmm. But they announce a battle royal, and I do like the stipulation for this. The winner gets a championship match of their choosing. I love that stipulation. It adds stakes to something that would ne- normally mean nothing else. So I, I like that. We're going to run through some of the names that are in it, Alex. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about Asuka being in this battle royal? I'm so angry that this <laughs> battle royal exists and... I mean, there. Listen, if you want to get women on the card like Sonya Deville and Mandy, I understand Th- those those women are part of the roster. Everyone on the current roster belongs on this card, but you can't find something better to do for Oscar. Who like you? You could you, here's what you could do with two women who were in this match. You could say Ember Moon could say, "Come out and cut a promo." Promo said, "Oscar, I got the title." After you left it, but I never actually beat you for it in NXT. I want one more match, cross yeah. cross brand, SmackDown and Raw. These two women who have who have had a, a history of great matches, one on one, Ember versus Oscar for Pride, just Pride on the line. I'd watch. I'd love that. But instead, we're gonna get to see the two of them square off for for two seconds in a battle royal where they'll go guess, they'll go face to face and get a smattering of applause. Yes. Yeah, a smattering of applause was the theme of tonight's show. Let me tell you. Also, in this Carmella, who just had an extended run as women's champion, she was so great this this past year, and she gets no reward for it. The Iconics, who, quite frankly, I don't see enough of. No, uh, I saw them doing promos or promotion for the Australia show. They were they're so good, just working off of each other. Tamina, fine. Alicia Fox, understandable. Dana Brooke, she's improved a lot, but not to the point to where I'm saying, hey, put her in something besides a battle royal. Tori Wilson, that that will be a miserable experience to watch, I'm sure. Yes. At no point has she been anything resembling decent in the ring. Tori Wilson will 100% be one of the final four in this battle royal. <laughs> is that, there, that, is, there, I, there, is, there is no doubt in my mind she'll be one of the final four. She might be one of the final two. Yeah. Yeah, that's, oh. that's how that's how ridiculous they're going to book this damn thing. Sonya and Mandy, who I really really like, Naomi, who WWE really really likes. Oh, Naomi might win it. Uh, hey, Naomi I, wins everything. <laughs> Naomi won. Naomi won the, the the WrestleMania Battle Royal, and they didn't do anything with it. That's that's so. a good point. And Lana. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Why not? I I think I think Naomi, Oscar, and Ember Moon all deserve better than this Battle Royal, but. If one of the three of them gets gets the title opportunity, that's fine because it propels them toward a push in some way, and I'm fine with that. I just think that you can do something better with some of the better women on your roster. 
So uh, backstage, Gene Ambrose asks Reigns and Rollins if they think he think he's just good for laughs. More, more like accuses them, though. This was very hasty. Yeah, very um, angry. I, I, I didn't. I liked um, uh, Ambrose being like, "So what? Am I, I'm just what? Am I a clown to you?" Yeah, like he he was the Joe Pesci in Goodfellas of this group in that moment. I liked that a lot. I do want to go back for one second to well, the. Very we, we are, we are. Don't okay. you worry. Okay, I didn't forget. They reminded us how a battle royal works, Alex. Yeah. My least favorite spot ever. This was incredibly awkward, and Michael Cole could not wait to segue out of it. (laughs) As soon as this ends, he goes, well, now that that's out of the way, let's talk about absolutely anything else. Saudi Arabia? Fuck it. Let's talk about it. (laughs) This was ridiculous. Because Tamina comes back in, and Ember, for some reason, is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I know we just fought, but don't fight. Right. So that doesn't make any sense. Nope. But then Tamina looks at Ember Moon, and Ember Moon looks at Tamina, and they're like, let's teach this girl a lesson. (laughs) Let's let's just toss her over the top rope. And they do, and then they get a little cute with each other, and Dana Brooke eliminates both of them. Yep. Wow, this was weird. So I I was like, okay, cool. I liked Ember being Peacemaker because, I mean, storyline-wise, Tamina and Nia Jax are cousins. So there might be some family beef there or whatever, and Ember's like, you guys don't really want to fight, do you? But then, apparently, Ember's the most like suggestible person so she just looks at Tamina and says okay I know I've been hugging on Nia Jax for the past three weeks but I will absolutely team with you Tamina to knock her over the top rope for no reason and then Dana Brooke does the thing oh I'm gonna eliminate him and now it's like anybody can win in a battle royal which like that moment of Dana Brooke doing that is that in her top five moments on Raw yeah for sure like th- that's that's how poorly that they've used her is that that's an amazing opportunity for her to knock somebody over the top rope and fake like she's going to actually win the battle royal. Let's talk about this damn Bella's promo with Rousey. Super somber. Rhonda is super sad about the turn the Bella twins did last week. Alex, how could they throw away weeks of friendship and business guidance? It was the fifth. Most horrible (laughs) betrayal in the history of WWE. A list in which Macho Man turning on Hulk Hogan and the Mega Powers exploding did not appear. Nikki Bella turning on Ronda Rousey is worse than that, Sean Rossap. I didn't look at the list. I know those are clickbait lists. Oh, it's so terrible. Get you to talk about them. It's what they're, they're doing. They want to generate conversation. Some outlets got worked over this Rousey Bellas thing, too. I had an actual MMA fighter message me and say, what did the Bellas do to Ronda Rousey? And I said, (laughs) why are you asking me about this? (laughs) Hook, line, and sinker. The Bellas come out and call Rousey a loser who doesn't deserve it. They say that the meaning uh, diva meant something because they made it mean something and tout their reality shows. Uh, No, this, this will play up well with their fans their audience because this is what their audience brings up so rousey 
cuts a promo in which I can only say, and man, I hate to use this as an insult, but the only way that I can really put this into words and, and summarize it is to say that it was written by a 15-year-old virgin boy. If, if you handed a sophomore in high school that was too nervous to talk to girls and said, you know what, you got to cut a promo on Nikki Bella. This is what he would come up with. The, you steal your man's moveset, and your boyfriends are getting you in. <laughs> the Divas era made me sick. What they had Rousey say doesn't play well. I think it is incredibly tone deaf to have your baby faces come out and insinuate that the Bella Twins, whether you like them or not from an in-ring perspective, regardless of the conversations we had about Brie Bella a few weeks ago, to insinuate that they're somehow lazy is sort of akin to Daniel Bryan, a big baby face on SmackDown, insinuating that, the Miz isn't tough. You know, the guy who had his tooth knocked out on Raw and was knocked out in the main event of WrestleMania and still wrestled through it, who didn't take any time off for the birth of his kid. So the, these women that do all these reality shows and have the clothing line and have all these, these different businesses that they're involved with to insinuate that they're somehow lazy, calling them do-nothing Bellas. I think that's incredibly tone-deaf, Alex. Yeah, this uh, this was bad all the way around, I thought. Number one, Nikki is terrible on the mic. I can't. She doesn't. I not none. Of the, I mean, she just. She's. She's basically try. She's. She's in a high school production of Mean Girls. It's. It doesn't. None of it makes rings true to me. Um, yeah, a lot of things Roundy, Ronda Rousey said weren't things you would want. Your. You know. Let's all cheer for the baby face champion. Although Philadelphia seemed to love it. Philadelphia well, was in her corner. Like that, that, like they were, they were break her arm and yes, 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 chance and all that stuff. Whoever wrote the line for Rousey, I'm more than a pretty face and a deadly body. No, no, listen, take, take the pin from him, take yeah. the pin from him. No, she's no, a no. baby face and she's saying that. No, no, it's not, that's that's not good. Um, the whole you stole your men's movesets, uh, the 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 you know, the ether line. With, with, you know, the only door you knocked down was the door to John Cena's bedroom, and then he threw you out of that exact same door. Um, like, that really played well with the crowd, but it doesn't – that's not something that the babyface usually says to the heel, you know? Uh, it's it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work very well. To, I mean, it worked with this no. crowd. Oh, yeah, they loved it because they – Some people are going to because right. some people are going to herald anything, and they, the Bellas can do no right in those right. eyes. And it, it'll be the same with, with Ronda Rousey. And women's wrestling experiences this to an extreme degree. Right. The bell is coming back with, you're just jealous of us. It doesn't, yeah. not like, the thing is that what it is, is that to take nothing away from the Bellas, like being amazing entrepreneurs and taking, like being basically these, they were in a diva search. And then they take that from that 12 years ago to being these major players in in you know all these different areas, that's a major thing that you sh- you should hang your hat on. That don't hang your hat on. They had you be the Bellas, the the, the sorry the the Divas champion with the longest reign. Like that means something. No, I mean they kind of wanted to get AJ Lee out of the record books, and you happened to have the title, and that was good. Um, but like it doesn't. 
Those things aren't things you should hang your hat on, especially opposite Ronda Rousey, who did break down doors in judo and MMA and strike force and UFC. And, and here where she is basically a natural at all of this stuff, even though her lines were written really poorly, yeah. she delivered them really, really well for somebody who's not been doing this very long. As well as you can for something like this, yeah. but my God, that they need a more heavy, a more heavy female influence on the writing oh staff. Oh my God. Yes. 100%. Because there were so, they tried to get too shoot with this. They yeah, tried they to get a little too cute with this promo. I yeah, I don't I don't need I don't need John Cena brought up with with a, a Nikki Bella angle or I don't need Daniel Bryan brought up with a Brie Bella angle. I don't they, they can be separate things. Um the other thing is that the the, the news today of of that this this match will headline evolution. Like I can't yeah, I can't right. I can't think of a of a dumber I like yeah, again, you have the person who's been here for 20 raws against against Nikki Bella who's coming back from injury who really doesn't she got this title match by turning on her best friend ronda rousey that she's known for six weeks like like that's that whereas you have becky versus charlotte in a last woman standing match building off all of their history that yeah. could be, that could be your tight your, your your main event but instead no like i'm 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 mostly excited for that match at evolution and the may young classic finals and the nxt match I don't need to see Ronda sell for Nikki Bella for 20 minutes. I don't need to I, see I'm, that. I'm okay with the match. I think the match will be good. I like Nikki Bella's in-ring work. I'm excited to see what Ronda Rousey can do. The buildup is, quite frankly, kind of insulting, though. We're supposed to believe yeah. we're supposed to believe that these two have some deep-rooted issue because of because they turned on each other after they even mentioned they even mentioned it with with, with uh, Ronda said when you guys showed up. After I won my WrestleMania match and we had barely said hello to each other ever before, I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. Oh, so you met them at WrestleMania. Your your best friends in the world, how dare they turn on you? Yeah, okay. Yep. Dolph Ziggler defeated Dean Ambrose in a World Cup qualifying match. We talked a lot about Ambrose adding to his offense. He's got the fallaway slam, the clover leaf, and the glam slam. He uses Beth Phoenix's old move. Yeah. Uh, there's this super face buster from Ziggler, and it looked like Ambrose landed awkwardly. I was a little concerned there. His, his leg like got cut underneath him. Yeah, no, I, I don't know how you land that right. You know, there's there's a lot of things you can That's go true. wrong with there. So he was trying to stop himself and wound up like nearly like landing on both feet, and then like trying to touch his toes with his with his mouth. It didn't didn't look good. Yeah, that was a dangerous face buster. And you know what? Maybe maybe you want to bust a little something besides faces. Oh, God. <laughs> Whether it be high risk or whether you're grounded outside the ring. Backstage. I'm 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 not gonna tell you where to do your business. I'm not gonna tell you where to hit your face busters, Alex. But fortunately, our buddies at bluechew.com can help you get the performance that you need when you're doing it. B-L-U-E, like the color blue. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. 
It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever the opportunity arises, Alex. Qualifier? Ready. First round? Ready. Second round? Ready. Finals? Keep going. Want to do a round robin? That way, too. One by one, the Battle Royal, whatever. Maybe you're in a tag match. You're struggling. Help, help. Bam! BlueChew.com tags in, and it is a hot tag. They're prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits. No waiting at the pharmacy and no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA. And since they prepare and ship direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, use the code FIGHTFUL and get your first shipment free. First shipment free. You just pay $5 shipping. That's it? First shipment. What do you have to lose? Besides some confidence, if you don't try it out, bluechew.com code FIGHTFUL. Alex Dolph Ziggler won. I mean, you... He has been a giant beneficiary of Dogs of War. It's kept him in a relevant storyline. He's got some wins. He's in this World Cup. He's getting, a, assuming, a Saudi Arabia payday. He's a tag team champion. This has been great for Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, no, it has. Um, especially, you know, the, the, in the, the, the instances of this where he gets to be the beneficiary of, um, you know, shield infighting. Seth Rollins running in and trying to stop Drew McIntyre and Dean being stupid and attacking out to the rings and into the ring. And whoops, oops. So weird. Uh, this, this was a little insulting. Ziggler gets front suplex off the top rope and Drew interrupts. Rollins make the save, but Ambrose pushes Rollins out of the way. No. I was like, what? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. It Ambrose. was one of those, it was one of those moments where I thought, Oh, there's a story you can tell within that little moment. Like if Drew's got the upper hand beating up Seth, and Dean decides to sacrifice himself by taking out Drew, but hurts himself in the process. And Seth, trying to like get back in there, kid, rolls him right into super kick. Okay, fine. But Dean pushing away Seth muddies all of that and makes it weird. Ambrose eats a super kick and gets pinned. Rollins tries to explain himself, but Ambrose pushes him and storms out. They get into a pushing contest on the stage, and Reigns comes out in between them. Baron Corbin comes out and says he wants to fix the problem because he doesn't want the shield to dissolve on his watch. So we get a lot of the shield tonight. Yeah. Yep. Um, the uh, Apparently, Raw just doesn't have a very big roster of people. Uh, and you don't have enough writers to give them things to do. So let's just have the shield versus the dogs of war. Like, for what? Over a third of the running time of this thing is maybe even close to half of the entire three hours is either them talking to each other or wrestling each other like it's just that like there's other things you have i i I think but they're not using them connor who had gotten his little mini push yeah on main event already yeah no but but he's picking up singles victories against rhino so so the hot knees rhino yeah this uh whatever 
Whatever. Uh, so, of course, they, they book a six-man tag. Bobby Lashley, or actually Finn Balor with Bailey defeated Jinder Mahal and a returning Samir Singh. I am very happy to see that. Yep. He's gotten himself in insane shape. Yes, uh, this is this is a squash match, though, Alex. Yeah, that was that was the other things that we guys you got you got to pick up the pace. You got you got two minutes because we got to do another thing with the Shield and the Dogs of War. Yeah, Balor gets the win. He has been marginalized to a ridiculous degree. Jinder Mahal was a WWE champion under a year ago, and occasionally people still hop in my mentions and say that that wasn't an absolutely terrible situation. Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley come out, and Leo Rush says that Lashley smells really good. So then Lashley defeated Tyler Breeze. He poses a lot. Every enziguri is a step-up enziguri to Michael Cole. This nope. one was was not, actually. No. But Breeze got one. Vertical suplex, Yokosuka cutter. What should we call this? Not the Yokosuka no. cutter. No. Oh, I was like, yeah, is it the backlash? No, that's too cute. The deposit. We're calling it the deposit. Nice. And if you want to make a deposit, Ooh. check out Choochoo.com. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Uh, there was no reaction to this. And no. Leo Rush was more annoying than entertaining. And maybe that's by design, but no reaction in Philly for this. This, this brings up a very good opportunity for us to talk about um, the fact that last week was magic because it was a double turn. Yes. Everyone loved the idea of this because all of a sudden Lashley, who should have been used as a heel pretty much from the start, you got this hype man there who's being more annoying than he was funny before. And in the process, they turned Kevin Owens, who's one of the biggest heels in the company, face. And, we were like, and I think everyone was into it because they were anticipating a face Kevin Owens versus a heel Bobby Lashley feud. And instead, we got the news that Kevin Owens is out for months with a knee surgery. And I think that puts the damper on the whole thing because now we're like, well, oh, I, well, then who's Bobby Lashley facing? And we thought, oh, he's starting a feud with Finn Balor. But no, he's just mopping up the dregs of the, you know, guys who can't get on main event. And that's kind of putting a damper on the whole situation. Like, if you had a real direction for Bobby Lashley to go, which appeared he did after the Kevin Owens thing, then great. But now he's just aimlessly wandering around, posing and smacking up dudes. We get a real dumb segment with Lita and Trish Stratus, Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. Lita really wants us to remember that she was in ECW for three months. Yeah. She was like, back here. I spent some time in Philly. Oh, I'm home. And I was like, you were there for one summer. That's it. People don't even know that. The the story of this was that Mickey and Alexa say that Trish and Lita need some reps in the ring. And boy, did Trish and Lita really hammer home a 15-year-old Allen Iverson reference. Practice, practice, practice. And, I mean, finally they got a couple people to be like, okay! (laughs) Listen. Like I'm, I, what percentage of of the people in that crowd do you think are too young to even remember when that press conference happened? Like, but here's the thing: I know to Vince, it's the most recent thing he can think of in Philadelphia sports. So, so yeah, just do that. Everyone's gonna love it. And like, okay, you can do it if you do the reference well. But Lita doing it was just painful. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure that was 2002. Pretty sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that was almost 17 but years ago. Iverson hasn't been in Philly in a, in a long time. So, so if you're yeah. like 22, 23, I mean, of course, the power of YouTube. Right, but, right, right. Oh, boy. Did you hear? Bo won the Heisman. <laughs> they want to fight. The heels don't. That's it. Backstage, yeah. Rude and Gable, who I was pretty sure had a match tonight. But they didn't. Yeah, they were supposed to, though, right? Did they say that? I think they did. Yeah, but 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 there was no room, Sean. We had to show the dogs <laughs> at war and the shield arguing. We had to show it. They put over Kurt Angle's vacation gear before their match. Angle dances with No Way Jose, who is still around. Yeah, he lost, uh, I believe, tonight. Oh, Baron Corbin shows up and says he's putting Angle in a handicap match against AOP. But Angle doesn't have his gear. He's wearing a straw hat and a Hawaiian shirt. In Philadelphia. In Philly in in October, which is further up north than Kentucky. And uh, by the way, I like to dress nice and put the collared shirts on for you guys. Not anymore. It's sweatshirts and sweaters until about April. So the Conquistador is out there. He fumbles around, can't do an ankle lock. Corey Graves isn't sold. Suplex Powerbomb wins it for AOP. They take the mask off. He's some schlub. But Angle appears on the stage and Angle slams Corbin. Okay, the best thing about this is Graves and Cole having to mute their mic because Cole popped Graves with fear and loathing in Philadelphia. <laughs> That was the best part of this because you hear the mics cut out completely. Yes. And then they come on and Cole has to deliver a line. Yeah. Cole delivers a line again. I don't know if it was, if it was fed to him by somebody in the back, but that's, that's a 20 year old movie that again, you put most of your audience might not be aware of. So somebody in our live chat, youtube.com slash wife has the balls to say, that was a weak angle slam. Sir, angle turns 50 in about six weeks. It was a very Barry, weak. Barry Corbin is 260 pounds. Yeah. This yeah. was on a stage. Mm-hmm. Give the guy a break. Yeah. Come on. <clears throat> Riot Squad backstage trolls Bailey and then. Puts ketchup and mustard on Natalia's locker room door. For, I got questions. <laughs> Why does Natalia have her own locker room? Because she does. I don't know. Is she Raekeon from Jackass? <laughs> does she? Is it? Isn't she? Isn't he the one that hates mustard so much? Uh, I know. I know. Matt Hardy strongly dislikes he mustard. Does so. When I saw them smear it, I was legitimately like, ew. <laughs> ew. But then they, they, but I love that they both, that they had to walk away with like their hands out like this, like they covered in ketchup and mustard and like, oh good. Now we got to go find a bathroom and wash up. Like, like, again, this is, this is somebody in the back's idea of what delinquents do. Like, is that what they do? Do they really do that? Like. I don't know. I just, it's a weird deal. It's like you, they're, they're middle schoolers. That's that's you've booked them as middle schoolers. Yeah. 
Natalia brought some help in the form of Bailey and a returning Sasha Banks. Zero pop. No yeah. reaction. Yeah, unfortunate. That was bad. Uh, this match, Natalia defeated Ruby Riot via DQ. It's fundamentally sound. Riot slaps Natalia and gets locked in a sharpshooter. Logan runs in for the DQ and the babyface to dispose of the Riot squad. This was nothing. This was a creative waste. This was. You know, we, we had somebody who came in our live chat and says, you all complain about everything. Well, no, not when the show is good. Yeah, no, we, no, we don't. We, we keep it pretty objective. But when this is what they come up with. Yeah. Somebody asked me earlier on our, on our assignment chat. They said, hey, do I get this article about Sasha coming back? And I'm like, if Sasha blinks, you get an article on it. She's got literally, as it pertains to... Male and female wrestlers. Maybe Roman Reigns has a more passionate fan base than her. Right. We write a story about Sasha Banks. It gets picked up, retweeted, favorited, all that stuff. Nothing here. No reaction live and no nothing creative. And I joked. I said, don't worry, guys. They're saving the Bailey match with Sasha for SummerSlam. Because that's all I heard. Was, oh, they're saving it for Mania. Then for SummerSlam. Then for Evolution. Don't worry, guys. This is lame. This is lame. It is. Um, I here's the thing though. This this little sextet that we saw at the end of this little uh, match that's happening in Evolution because there's a reason why none of these women have been have been announced for the Battle Royal yet. So next week they're going to announce that it's going to be a six woman tag. N- Natalia for some reason. Plus Bailey and and Sasha versus the Riot Squad on the pre-show, I guess. Can't begin to tell you how miserable that is. Yeah, um, here's the deal. You had a long-ass time to do some great stuff to build to Bailey versus Sasha. Like the grudge match to end all grudge matches. But you had them go to counseling instead. You had them go to counseling where, 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 where we could have had, like, it's in Uniondale. It's, it's a hop, skip, and a jump from Brooklyn where they had, by your account, the greatest women's match in WWE history. You could have done that again and put that right in the middle, if not near the top of your evolution card. And instead, at the very bottom, they're teaming up with Natalia versus the Riot Squad, three middle schoolers. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of weird, Elias berated a stagehand yet again. Says that he had lunch with Carson Wentz, who says True Pain is pretending he liked Philly. Apollo Crews interrupts and says that he just figured, because everybody else interrupts, that he can too. And Elias says that he has heard that Apollo is talented, but he's never seen it. Kind of like a Flyers championship. Mm -hmm. Apollo beats him up and... It's a real shocker that a guy who was brought up for no reason and marginalized for two and a half years doesn't get a reaction, but I guess Titus Worldwide is no more? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, once they lost their statistician, they have nobody to tell them if they're winning or losing or what's – where's the analytics? Without the analytics, what do we have, Sean Russell? We got nothing. It's it's amazing how they can take things that work and render them to the point to where nobody gives a shit. I honestly think that if, if Apollo had stayed 
in NXT for an extra year, maybe a little longer than that, and been down there when Samoa Joe had the belt and been been a foil, never really gotten like like a yeah, full I get what you mean, yeah. main event, but he could have he could have easily been a great foil for Samoa Joe when Samoa Joe had the belt at because there was the perfect time for it. I, I instead they brought him up and had him do a couple of backflips and that's it. They didn't do anything with him. He could have he could have been at the very top of the card at NXT. But he was at the bottom of the card in WWE on the main roster, and look where he is now. Yeah. The Shield defeated the Dogs of War. Backstage, Braun says that if Ziggler or McIntyre screw up tonight, they're going to get these hands. There's some miscommunication on the Shield side. Reigns gets worked over. Drew McIntyre forcibly tagged himself in after Strowman got some Owen dropped. And then early we get a Claymore zigzag, but it gets broken up. Reigns catches Drew off the top rope with a punch, and the shield uh, cleans house. Ambrose hits dirty deeds on McIntyre, but Ziggler shoves Rollins into the pin. Rollins and Ambrose argue, and Ambrose actually kicks Rollins and tries to do dirty deeds, but Ziggler pushes them into each other. Let's break this down. First off, Ambrose, what a dick. (laughs) He He straight up kicked him he can't control it like there's many many times where he the the whole almost dirty deeds to you like he's used that on seth for years when they were supposed to be friends like he just can't control it it's just something like ah his mind just snaps for a second also Dolph ziggler the character is a complete moron yeah, <laughs> you have been begging these dipshits to implode for a month. That's oh, so true. So what happens so af- right after? Old homeboy tries to do a dirty deeds. Nah, let me get in on this for the sake of a match. I know I got Braun breathing down my neck, threatening to break me in half if I lose this match. So true. But let's not wait and see how this unfolds. No offense, but if I saw two of my buddies slugging it out, two of my friends slugging it out, I would wait a second. I'd be like, let's see how this unfolds. Maybe that's demented of me. Got out of hand, then I'd do it. If it were two of my enemies, have at it, homeboys. Yeah. Uh, there, Make any sense. If, if, if Dean goes through with it, and hits the dirty deeds on Seth. That's something that's harder to come back from than, uh, you know, you shoved me and I got a little crazy and almost did it to you. Like, if he actually goes through with it, they're a much bigger step closer to doing that, driving the wedge in the shield and getting Dean to join them. But instead, Dolph's like, nope, I'm going to shove you. It's just great. It's great how stupid they are. Superman Punch City. Strowman accidentally gets claymored after he yeah. after he got posted as is tradition. Uh, I think I think Braun Strowman should be smart enough to wear like one shoulder pad on the shoulder yeah. and always gets it because he knows that's going to happen in every match. He should be smart enough to have that protected like like Roman's ribs. I agree. I completely agree. So McIntyre hit the claymore. On accident, on a cornered Braun Strowman. I liked that spot a lot. That was a lot of fun. Spear for Reigns on McIntyre, but they don't pin him. Nope. Instead, they shield Powerbomb Ziggler for the win. So who wins and loses isn't that important, except for the fact that Drew McIntyre 
doesn't lose. Very yeah. key. Strowman power bomb or power slam Ziggler, but then McIntyre just flies through the air and takes him out with a claymore. Braun sold it like a million bucks, especially when he got back up and he stumbled around. Yep. Then I don't know who's the baby face, who's the heel, but that is good. That is interesting to me. I can't say it's money because I don't know what they'll do from a baby face heel perspective. You had a guy that they would love, lo- they'd love to have anybody as over as Braun Strowman was. Mm-hmm. I don't think personally he can ever get back there again. But there, there's an alternate reality. Where the Monday after Money in the Bank, Strowman came out with the briefcase and said, Lesnar, I know you're not here now, but you're going to be at SummerSlam, and so am I. You, me, I'm cashing this thing in at SummerSlam. And, 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 uh, and Strowman beats him at SummerSlam and is the tweener but babyface, really, champ leading up into this. And he is currently, in this alternate lunar universe, locked in a blood feud with heel Drew McIntyre. And they're having amazing matches. And I absolutely believe, among all the people on the roster, that Drew McIntyre can actually really beat Braun Strowman. Not get one over on him, but actually beat him. And that, that alternate universe is one I want to live in. Because right now, you've, you've ruined all of that amazing stuff you had with Braun. And now he's a heel, and so is Drew, and I don't know what you do with that, but I definitely want to see matches between them. I've said this before. If Braun Strowman were around in 2002 to 2003, I think he's starring in Guardians of the Galaxy today instead of Dave Batista. I think he's the guy because Vince McMahon would have saw him and just melted. Yeah. And he would have loved to have had a guy like Drew McIntyre as well. I mean, he did love having a guy like Drew McIntyre went out there and said he's a future champion. It's just they find a way to marginalize everyone they can at the expense of one guy. Mm-hmm. At the expense of getting trying to get cheers for one guy. Yep. And that's weird because they've they've also marginalized Seth Rollins at the expense of that. Yeah. And they they marginalized they returning Dean Ambrose at the expense of that. And there are probably three or four people in this program who are getting lesser reactions than they would have outside of the program. It's funny that you mentioned the Seth Rollins being marginalized thing, because in accordance with that also marginalized is the intercontinental championship because at the end of this match, uh, when Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose are improbably like yucking it up on their way back up the ramp, and, and Dean actually gets his hair tousled by, by Seth Rollins, who's laughing about, oh, you almost hit me with the, your, your finisher. That was funny, right? Up from behind walks Roman Reigns, who hands Seth his intercontinental title belt. Because Seth forgot it in the ring. Because why would he need it? He's never actually going to use it. Because he's in this damn tournament this world cup tournament so he's not defending it at crown jewel wherever they decide to hold it like that that ic title belt which was so wonderfully used when he was not in the shield when he had it is is now just null and void reminder guys we do have smackdown 1000 tomorrow night join us Uh, again if you want to support fightful.com uh the best way to do that is fightful select 
I have two tiers, $5 and $10. On that $5 tier, you get stuff like Fightful bumper stickers. You get early access to, or you get access to exclusive news posts. We do two Q&A podcasts a month. We do a retro review podcast every month. Uh, this month was ECW One Night Stand 06. Access to our photo gallery. Uh, two outtakes and behind-the-scenes footage uh, clips a month. A week, a weekly podcast where I review Being the Elite, Lucha Underground, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, all that good stuff. I do an injury report, talk about exclusive news. That's called the Weekender Podcast. We have a weekly 205 Live NXT May Young Classic review podcast with Mr. Warren Hayes. Bi-weekly, we have clips up of Dark Match Commentary, where I take uh, dark matches from WWF history, WWE history, and I apply commentary over them. Every month, we have alternate fight commentary. Also, we have a bonus podcast every month. Maybe it's a members-only show. Maybe it's an alternate commentary show. Maybe it's a Fightful Books It. Also, we have new back-in-the-day clips. We have UFC rankings breakdown clips weekly. All this stuff at just a $5 tier. You go up one, you get a shout-out on a podcast that you're choosing. You get early access to news posts, exclusives, the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. You get access to Stupid People Extended. You get uh, access to Jimmy Van's match archives. After six months, you get a Fightful shirt. Also, twice a month, Russo reveals clips. I filmed with Vince Russo earlier this year. We have two clips every month from that uh, discussion where he talks about his experiences, also uh, his thoughts on different wrestling situations uh, that are that were going on at the time. So check out FightfulSelect.com. Uh, dare I say we have more content on our Patreon, our Fightful Select service, than almost anybody, and we're adding all the time. Anytime I get exclusives up there, uh, they're, they're usually up there just a little bit quicker. Uh, Alex, what do you got going on this week? SmackDown 1000, I'm looking forward to. Uh, plus, um, hey, on Wednesday, there's another hour of wrestling to watch because NXT UK is starting, and I can't wait for that stuff because some of my favorite guys under the WWE umbrella wrestle for that thing. Uh, plus, NXT's on fire. The Mae Young Classic is getting better and better, and my boys on 205 Live, who knows what they're going to do, so I'm looking forward to that as well. I assume Warren Hayes is going to cover UK on his podcast as well. So FightfulSelect.com. We got all that extra stuff. I know a lot of you want some non-WDB stuff. Fightful Select is where to go. Uh, check out all the great testimonials up there. Lots of cool stuff there. Follow me at Sean Rossat. Follow Alex at Pawlowski, the fourth. Join us for SmackDown 1000 tomorrow night. Fightful MMA podcast, 2 p.m. Eastern.